Welcome to the Be Awesome podcast, where we discover ways of becoming our most awesome selves. Guts, a word that means courage, bravado, and of course, your food processing system. The next time someone asks you if you have the guts to listen, just say yes. The guts or your gastrointestinal system starts at the end of your mouth and goes all the way to your rectum, traveling through the length of your torso, covering the esophagus, stomach, intestines, colon and bowel, amongst others. Digestion of food is controlled by your brain, your nervous system, and various hormones released in the gut. Even before you begin eating, signals from your brain travel via nerves to your stomach. While some foods and liquids are absorbed through the lining of the stomach, the majority are absorbed in the small intestine that we commonly refer to as the gut. There are trillions of bacteria living in close association with your body, particularly of those in your gut. These are good bacteria that we need to process food, have good skin and hair, and develop immunity to bad microbes and keep our overall system in order. The gut is your largest immune organ with a surface area equivalent to that of a small studio apartment. That's about 100 to 130 square feet. All of this sounds great, doesn't it? But should you care? Let's find out. Having a gutsy conversation with me today is Anjum Sohail from Reset Nutrition. She is a leading expert in dietetics and food service management who specializes in sports nutrition. She works with budding athletes, children, office chair workhorses like me to unlock the potential of our wonderful bodies and mind so we can live better and live longer. Welcome, Anjum. Hey, Mayura. Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to talk a little bit about gut health. You know, uh, we've been reading and listening a lot about how gut is the second brain of the body. What are your thoughts on that? Gut health is something that I talk about on daily basis to each and every client I meet. In fact, off lately, um, whoever signs up with us goes through a series of gut cleansing program because uh, people are not aware. We live with 40 trillion bacteria in our body and maximum of it is found in your gut. So they call your gut or our gut as their home and that is why it is called as gut micro or gut microbe uh, considering counting to the diversity of the microbes present in it. Now the good and the bad bacteria together make your gut health. Now if, if the proportion goes up and down as in the balance goes off you start seeing result in an adverse effect leading to any lifestyle disease condition like uh, inflammatory related diabetes, blood sugar profile going off, um, skin health issues, lot of concerns, you know, um, anything to do with gut, basically your constipation, bloating, acidity. So when we, when we meet clients, uh, especially the first session, the first counseling, we have a series of questions to understand uh, what currently their lifestyle pattern is uh, at or what goals are we working on or what are the symptoms that they go through. Trust me, out of five, I would have had four clients who will always say tick, tick to uh, yes to acidity, yes to gastritis, yes to reflux, yes to bloating. And uh, then you realize, you know, 
before going to any other uh, method of working on weight loss, fat loss, performance nutrition, you need to align the whole gut system predominantly. And if that is taken care of, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you uh, take care of at what level you want to work on your fitness, you will be able to do it better because uh, happier the gut, better the absorption and happier you basically is what the whole term exactly means. That's uh, that's impressive, actually. When you hear the number of bacteria, I think that, that sounds pretty scary, but you're right. Um, not all bacteria is bad bacteria, right? Exactly. So the count of your bad bacteria increases after um, a series of things that you would have done, uh, which is not good for your body. So probably if you've been taking antibiotics for a while, it decreases the quality of and the quantity of good bacteria and increases bad bacteria. If you have very high stress level, mm -hmm. your bad bacteria increases and your drop, uh, good ones drop. If you've uh, not slept well, of course, see, it's a vicious cycle. Uh, more the stress, less sleep, uh, it leads to inflammation, right? So it, it's, it's like it goes in circle. So obviously, again, your, the balance goes off. So sugary food, processed food, poor lifestyle, no workout, less hydration, antibiotic, which I mentioned, all these things that are a list of like 15, 20 things that we can talk about mm -hmm. can lead to causing an imbalance between your good and the bad bacteria. Absolutely. I think uh, if, anytime when somebody hears the word bacteria, they, the understanding is to eliminate it, right? Exactly. But the idea here is to grow more of the healthy ones. Promote it, basically. Right. Um, and why do we need the bacteria in the gut? So we need good bacteria because they play uh, varied roles, various roles in terms of, uh, you know, right from digestion of your food to your skin health, to your immunity, to maintenance of your home hormones, everything. So when people come to us and say, okay, you know what? I feel sick most of the time in the year, like maybe six times in a year I get cold cough fever my immunity is low why don't you put me on vitamin c this is more like a commercialized thing and everything going on social media that you know immunity drop you need vitamin c mm -hmm. but there are immunity is first of all immunity is something which is inbuilt which has uh, you know which depletes over the period of time as and when you do harm to your body intentionally unintentionally it could be anything so you need to boost the mechanism where your immunity levels builds up now gut bacteria these are the good bacteria boosting them can enable your immunity pattern or defense mechanism to work better to you falling sick lesser for your productivity at work better for your skin to improve better we go and meet dermats and do so many treatments right from peels to laser to blah 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 so it's your outer look that is being taken care of but if you don't take care of the root cause of the problem, uh, I don't think that is going to be sustainable. So the gut health is more of a sustainable uh, solution to any, most, I would say, not any, but most of the health concerns that people come. Um, skin health, not only looking beautiful or taking care of your acne. Serious conditions like eczema, psoriasis. Mm -hmm. We've treated clients uh, with psoriasis by just taking care of gut cleansing. So there is a study which connects leaky gut syndrome and skin health conditions. So leaky gut syndrome is when your gut lining is uh, constantly being eroded or, you know, inflamed very bad in terms of alcohol, sugar, 
uh, stress, sleep, like I mentioned, antibiotics, could be anything. So when this lining is inflamed, whatever you eat leaks into your bloodstream. And this causes, like how a foreign particle enters into the territory. So mm -hmm. everything goes haywires. That causes redness, causes inflammation in the system. And whatever you eat is not getting absorbed, digested, metabolized by the body. You know, so first thing is to heal this gut lining. So the inflammation is reduced to take care of the gut, leaky gut syndrome by, of course, like I said, boosting the good bacteria, improvising on the gut health and gradually taking care of other things that can heal the system then. So you, once you increase the good bacteria, then work with omega-3, glutamine, antioxidants. They will all heal the system. And then when you do your treatment, the root cause is covered now. Like how you would want to first, um, every, every plant, when you sow a seed, they need little fertilizer to grow. Mm -hmm. So same thing, you know, whenever these disease conditions, they need some fertilizer to shoot up. And then the water, sunlight, air, everything is essential. So I'm saying your food, your water, your tablets, your medications, everything is essential. But that small fertilizer that we, we put in for healthier growth is your, is your pre and probiotics that we are talking here to feed the system so that the gut health is taken care of. You know, when we're younger, obviously, uh, the, the gut is a self-regulating mechanism, right? Uh, as we grow, it tends to find a way to cleanse itself um, and then keep, keep itself in check. What kind of lifestyle we end up leading tends to cause the imbalance. Would that be fair? Yes, true. When we were younger, did we have Swiggy? <laughs> did we have Zomato just on a click? Like... It is so easy and accessible to just order food at a click. Actually, when you when you put it that way, right, it's a flashback to my childhood. Uh, some yeah. of the things that we have learned as children, which our parents, like my mother has drilled into me, I seem to have forgotten as I've grown older. And it's funny. Um, I used to have a time when I couldn't sleep. Sleep is the first thing they teach you as a baby. How do you forget how to sleep? Yeah. True. Or rather, it doesn't come as naturally as it used to. Essentially, goes back to discipline to some extent. Exactly. Uh, and the same thing with gut, yeah. right? One of the things that I've noticed is a lot of us sometimes don't feel great during the year. But it's not enough for us to go to the doctor, right? Because you don't feel you're clinically sick to the extent mm. that you want to take medic medicines or pharmacology. Medicine for this. Hmm. So how do uh, how would we know like you know we, we talk about hey, it's my gut feel and most of us know gut is like mm -hmm. intestines your colon and everything pulled together and that whole area yeah. that processes every crap that we eat um, yeah. essentially uh, is the gut and funny enough humans have the largest gut because like you said we have swiggy on demand yes. so the body has to process it in some extent how would one um, kind of what are some of the like telltale symptoms that you would know that maybe the gut is off so uh, like i said when we do the series of questions during the counseling also right the the questions are very simple and if you try to yourself answer these questions you'll understand where do you weigh yourself as in your gut health is good or bad mm -hmm. so it could be uh, how often you use the restroom or you dump your system every day, once in a week, once in 10 days, once in alternate days, or uh, twice a day. That helps to explain the constipation part. Right. Then after food reflux, 
clients do complain of regurgitation severe reflux i don't know what it is but my hr clients especially they have very hectic schedule and they are always sitting and you know the coffee and tea keeps them going and i've seen the maximum uh, if you want me to categorize it in, at a you know broader thing i've seen every hr that has walked in today till today every one would have complained about all these things right from acidity to reflux to um regurgitation to bloating to constipation to flatulence uh, gastritis and trust me it's not in the family like earlier we used to compare it as in genetics yes there is a uh, certain certain i would say let's say 5 to 10% of them would have said it's in our family that you know it's passed over hereditary and genetic that my mother her mother everyone had this gut health issues then that makes sense okay you need to look at it at a clinically prospectus and you know you need to but most of them are uh, come from due to poor lifestyle pattern basically so there are these questions that we ask and if you have all these concerns right from uh, skin breakouts acne pigmentations uh, you know poor gut health as in whatever we explain undigested food um, you feel you don't feel hungry for the next food so sometimes right. people say you know i eat breakfast and i'm not hungry i eat directly dinner because i'm not hungry so that's another thing that your food is not digested properly and that is your body is not creating that craving for the next food which is a natural phenomena that the body will function like right because the food once it enters your system it it goes down and it starts with the digestive process the metabolization absorption uh, the whole process starts but if that is not happening these these are the symptoms of having an unhealthy gut when we have diagnosed that this client has an unhealthy gut then you ask things about their lifestyle pattern as in how many times you eat out how the frequency what kind of oil you use are you using too using too much of uh, you know salt and sugar in your diet i normalcy is the term i would say moderation is still makes sense if too much of wheat is also a part of your diet if milk is not comfortable with your body because milk again causes inflammation many of our clients alcohol smoking inactivity uh, like you said uh, you don't sleep within the active sleep pattern when your body goes into deep sleep pattern we are awake till 4 am and we are not sleeping in sleep pattern time and when you're sleeping at 4 you've missed the active sleep pattern so when you test you have missed the deep sleep pattern and it's more of a disturbed or inactive sleep and you're always tired when you wake up you want to go to bed even after tossing and turning around for 10 hours though your body needs just 6 to 8 hours of good recovery once we find out the gut is not clean and unhealthy then we find out the reason or the root cause of the problem and then tackle it by adding foods more probiotics more prebiotics um the buzz is around everywhere where people are talking food is rich in prebiotics someone is talking only about probiotics so that is another concept actually you brought up at the at the perfect time i still haven't understood the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic break it down for me very simple always remember your probiotics are the good bacteria that we spoke about now what will these heroes survive or thrive on so the prebiotics are food for the probiotics simple they survive on these prebiotics a example banana oats almonds these are some prebiotics that can go into the body and the bacteria which are the probiotics will feed onto these system that you have provided so they are food for probiotics and when they eat it 
obviously they are healthier they are more in quantity they are better in quality and they are serving the purpose of what they need to do right curd yogurt buttermilk they are all fermented uh, natural thing that you can do from your kitchen um, another thing could be your fermented milk which is kefir and people are comfortable and taking it and easily available uh, fermented drink could be your uh, kombucha is a fancy thing but still accessible now and you have access to it but if like i said okay if it is an ibs case like an irritable bowel syndrome or it is a leaky gut syndrome or it is an adverse effect you will need to supplement these things with an advanced product which promises about 4 billion 25 billion of bacteria and these bacteria are not limited to just one type of for example not like just a lactobacillus or just a streptococcus they will they will be in variety so the the more variety the colony the soldiers they are coming from all different countries so there's a, there's a strong soldier there's a short soldier there's an active soldier there's an entertainer so you have variety of these bacteria in your system who will work together in a colony in a system to take care of your body better you know you talked about fermented food right typically we think about you know milk based fermentation in our house for yes. yogurt is the or curd is the easiest form yes, of fermentation uh, for example uh, some of us lead like more uh, dairy free lifestyles or more plant based yes uh, i find it harder to find uh, or is it harder to find fermented foods within within a plant based diet though absolutely no there's a method there's a system which is so old so common and we've forgotten our roots it's fermented rice you know have you have you ever have you heard of it uh, i've i've heard of practice with fermented hair uh, <laughs> fermented rice hair or something so yeah people are more believing on the application part but not the intake part okay and as a nutritionist i should bring it on the table now so right. in north india this is very common in every household basically uh, and it is a very childhood thing which all of us have done it's just cooked rice it is so cost effective so sustainable because you're just using leftover rice so you just use the leftover rice at dinner put some water in it and take this thing into a earthen clay pot and leave it overnight to ferment when you wake up early morning you just have to take a teaspoon or a tablespoon of this empty stomach and your probiotics are done you know uh, just switching gears a little gut health has been linked to mental health as well so i was reading a little bit of research on that um and uh, you know that that's kind of where i said uh, now they're calling it the second brain and we all say you know my gut feel tells me i shouldn't do this exactly. lot um, exactly. so what's the gut brain connection so the gut brain connection is a reality basically you know all this while we were talking about like you said i have this gut feeling i will not be able to do this or i have butterflies in my tummy you know just before your exam time or something you're very anxious about this is what we connect so there are these bacteria have a direct connection with your brain so they send signal to your system and these are the probiotics of the good bacteria that i'm talking about imagine with poor life style depleting the system or the quantity and the quality of these good bacteria the system to send signal to your brain drops and that is when you can connect poor gut health to poor productivity poor gut health to poor mental stability you find it difficult to focus at work you, mm-hmm. like there are there are times where clients come and tell me you know 2 uh, hours 3 hours into work and then you are distracted with anything and everything around you there was a study done in 2013 
uh, with two categories of people wherein one was given uh, like a, a dose of probiotics and put into a situation where they feel happy, depressed, lot of stress. These, these group of people who were given probiotics during the study time could tackle the stress level, the depression at a more balanced level. They were more positive at handling these situations. The other group, which was not given any probiotic, like a placebo effect, and they were just doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they were put in a situation where there was stress and you know poor sleep pattern, too much of uh, physical strain and, you know, uh, they couldn't perform, they would break down, they would cry, they would give up. Um, the whole handling process of depression was at a different level for both the groups. So this gives a very great insight, like the whole conclusion of the study is so clear, so crisp, that your gut health takes care of your mental health, basically. And the connection is born or was there forever and not just 2013 when the study happened. The study was always there. Absolutely. Anjum, this has been a fascinating conversation. But before I let you go, we would love to find, you know, what's what's your mantra for a healthier life or a healthier gut that you live by? Keeping it simple. No technicalities, no fancy products. Try to be as simple because if you find those ingredients in your kitchen, You'll do it every single day. If you're looking for these things online, buying it on the website, it's going to be difficult and not uh, sustainable. So if you are doing something very simple, very sound that you love to do, your gut will be happy. Your mood swings will be happy. Depression, stress is at bay. You'll be able to balance these things better. So at the end, I would still say, you know, find these ingredients in your kitchen. What are parents, our grandparents, our ancestors have taught us there, your pickle, achar, um, the fermented rice, curd rice, idli, they're all fermented food, very natural, found in there. Don't really get into your cornflakes and mueslis and uh, they are not your breakfast ideas. Like once in a while, of course, when you don't have time and makes sense, but don't make it a habit. So keeping it very simple, very natural, sustainable, I think the journey can go on. Love it. Keep it simple, stupid. Thank you so much, Anjum, for joining us today. Lovely. It was a pleasure.